What is going on, everybody? It is Monday, November 27th, and we have a brand new podcast series for you. This is the Tail Goats Podcast Combat Series, Episode 1, UFC fighter Cody Brundage. My name is Will Finn, and I'm joined by my friend and tailgate and tailgoat legend Brian Nagel. Welcome to the studio, man. You're back. Wow, a legend after two episodes. I appreciate that. You're going to become more legendary, though, I think, after the show when we do, we're recording bits with you in the studio because you have one legendary, like, promo voice. And do not do, don't do it right now because we are going to get after it here very, very shortly. But um, for the listeners at home, and I'll, I'll get you a little, uh, throw you the wolves here just a little bit. Why don't you tell them, like, what our goal is with this podcast, the Combat Series podcast? Because I feel like, we've got a good listener base. However, some of these episodes are just a little bit too long. And at the end of the episodes, we've been doing some MMA stuff that I feel like people may want to listen to completely separately. Yeah, this is definitely a new approach. We can kind of separate some things out and, you know, cover some of the more main mainstream stuff with NFL and college, especially right now going on and, you know, keep those episodes a little bit shorter and kind of focus in on this stuff for those that are interested. So should be interesting. Here we go, episode one. And not only just MMA, you know, I, I do want to get the, the WWE on here. I want to get celebrity boxing. I want to get boxing. And for the people that are listening at home that are into college wrestling, grappling, jujitsu, the, 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 the opportunities really here are endless. And and that's what's been reached out to me is people do want to hear that stuff. Yeah, I believe jujitsu is coming into the Olympics, actually. That's amazing. If not already well, anyways, without further ado, we have our first guest, and I promised him I wouldn't make him wait too long. That was only two minutes. Brian didn't have to punch me. UFC fighter Cody Brundage. What is going on, my friend? What's up, brother? Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Man, this is a big week for you, and it's a relatively uh, familiar week for you in it that you've taken a bunch of these short-notice fights, but we, Brian and I discussed before the show, we want to know... On your definition now, what is a short notice fight for Cody Brundage? Yeah, you know, this one's like I was joking with someone the other day. Like this is a this is the most notice I've had since my Adolfo fight. So had two in there that were pretty quick, like 10 day turnaround. And then I think my last one was like two and a half weeks. So I had like six weeks for this one. So it's pretty much a full camp. Uh, you know, obviously I've had longer camps, but it feels like it's been a full camp. I don't feel like it's been uh, too much short notice. So uh i'm happy for that you know i feel like sometimes the short notice thing hasn't been working out for me i don't, I don't think that's necessarily because i'm not prepared uh i just think i'm like struggling to perform so i'm happy to have a, have a little bit more uh time to to get ready yeah so while we're on this topic so what would you consider an ideal fight camp in a perfect world what's a perfect amount of weeks maybe perfect mix of grappling versus striking perfect amount of sparring when to maybe shut that off before the fight what's your ideal camp uh, I think like eight to 12 weeks is what every fighter's kind of looking for. Um, eight weeks is, is relatively short just in terms of like what kind of phasing you can get into and like strength and conditioning and, and things like that. You know, you're pretty much going uh, strength and speed and you don't really have much time for like a hypertrophy phase, which would be like gaining weight or anything like that. Um, as far as the sparring, you know, that can be adjusted to, to, to peak. Like I didn't spar this last week. Um, uh, you kind of cut it out like two weeks before, which is, uh, pretty typical for us and uh, at, at the gym I'm at and um, just try to, you know, peak. And, and I feel like eight to 12 weeks is done so much. That's typically what you get. People have a system for how they're going to peak. And then when you start to shorten that up, it, it gets a little harder to, to make sure your timing is, is, is right. And I feel like that's why people are looking for eight to 12 week camps, you know? Awesome. I want to back up a little bit 
uh, Cody, with you with you here, and the, the the some of the stuff we you and I have talked about before, but telling the audience here more about yourself. When when did the dream really begin? Because um, I know that you have the heavy heavy wrestling background, but where did it really all begin for you, or did this not really become a reality till after college, where you're like, okay, maybe I can really do this? Um, well, so yeah, like you said, I wrestled all through college. I was a multiple time NCAA qualifier. And then once I got out of college wrestling, you know, I didn't have my built in team, which was my friends, you know, I didn't have that. And so that was tough. I feel like a lot of athletes probably struggle with that. And I was like, well, what am I going to do next? And I was a big fan of MMA. And, uh, I was like, maybe I'll just train. I didn't think I would take a fight. You know, I was like, I'll just train, uh, fighting such a foreign thing where I, where I grew up and where I came from. Like if I told people I'm a UFC fighter, they'd be like, what the hell is that? You know? So, uh, it definitely, you know, something I wanted to train and get into. And it just so happened that I met a, a girl there and, and she was a very good fighter. You know, she was in the UFC at the time. And, uh, for my first fight, actually, she was like, she just signed me up. She's like, Hey, you're fighting this dude in a week. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm fighting this where, dude in a week. Where and, was that at? It was in Ohio. It oh, was, was in, it, uh, were you in Mansfield? No, it wasn't Mansfield. It was, it was some like, it, it was like the soundboard, you know, the soundboard where I fought in Detroit. It was like that, right. but in, I can't remember where it was. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. But so I, I, she's going into that fight. She's like, you know, just wrestle this kid. You have the wrestling. <laughs> and I'll wrestle him. And then I, I was like, I think I'm going to strike. I've been learning to strike. She's like, just wrestling. <laughs> One right hand, put it right on his chin, put him out. I was like, man, I'm made for this sport. <laughs> you know, I was all in after that, and and I had some ups and downs as an amateur, but uh, yeah, I feel like I don't I don't know if the dream was ever like, oh, I'm gonna make it to the UFC or I'm gonna make good money doing this or anything like that. It was just something that I was passionate about. I found a lot of really like minded, good people uh, while I did it, and, and that was something that I was kind of uh, uh, searching for at the time, and, and so uh those two things kind of came together and then obviously I, I had some talent and was able to get to where i'm at but i don't think it was ever uh really the dream that this that i would get here you know because i felt like it was so far-fetched for a long time like they well, would tell like how, bobby how, my just, wife, just how wild is that though i mean i mean i think it's not like it fell into your lap because you worked you worked your ass off but it's just astounding yeah, I mean, I still think it's crazy. Like, I was talking to someone the other day. I'm like, damn, this will be my eighth fight in the UFC. You know, I only had six fights outside of the UFC. So it's it, it seems crazy to, to see where I'm at. And, and I'm proud of myself for where I'm at. Obviously, I, I've had bigger goals than uh, just make it here. I've, I have big goals. But I think the dream of, of fighting for me was never be in the UFC, be UFC champion. And not that those aren't goals, but the dream was just, this is something I really enjoy doing. This is something I'm meeting good people. I met my wife. I met my best man. I met you. Like I've met so many really influential, important people in my life through fighting. And, and, um, you know, that's why I'll always be thankful regardless of wins and losses. You know, I I've rode your coattails and I can't tell you how much fun it's been. These are more questions that I, I ser I don't think I've even asked you cause I never really wanted to like feel like bother that part of our friendship, but walk me through, you know, after being on the regional scene, how, how does the, the contender series or Dana white get in contact with you and say like, Hey, you know, we want you on the show. Walk us through that, that whole process. Uh, so I signed with management pretty early on Iridium. They're like a uh, Iridium sports agency. They're one of the bigger management companies, especially when it comes to like the MMA space. Sure. And uh, I signed with them when I was two and O as a pro. And they told me like, Hey, you get to five and O and we're going to get you on contender series. 
lo and behold, worked my way to five and zero, oh, and then you know, obviously, they, they all kind of ran through them. You know, they, the matchmakers hit them up. They say we're interested in this kid. Here's the matchup. They call me. Are you interested? I'm like, yeah. So I'm not really dealing with the matchmakers or Dana even now. You know, it pretty much runs all through my management, my coaches, and because my, I'm, you know, I'm the fighter. Like if they call me, they could be like, you're fighting King Kong. I'd be like, sweet, so, let's do it. So you from know? there, you, 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 th- this is something that we did talk about. From there, it's almost as if if you're going to get that shot, it, you're you're taking it because that was at 205. Yeah, for sure. And I like the matchup. You know, I thought at 205, I didn't care. I I had done some regional fights at 205. Obviously, it's a different ball game when you're when you're going up in in competition like that. But I was confident that I could could beat him. I'm still confident that if we ran that fight back, I could beat him. You know, I had a lot of success in that fight. Uh, obviously, didn't go my way. But yeah, I, I've I've never said no to the UFC. Uh, regardless since i've been in the ufc for contender anything you know that's why we were joking but i got a lot of short notice fights because they know like if we call cody brunage fights gonna happen so and, and you haven't fought a slouch yet dude there, there, there's nothing to be ashamed of you everything to be proud of i i'm i'm this journey's been amazing but i i just don't know how <laughs> it's i'm laughing that like you you've been a yes man for for the ufc and it, it's awesome and this fight uh this guy is kind of going through the same road that you were. He he's an undefeated uh fighter, I think at five or five or six and oh or so, whatever. Doesn't matter. But tell me, you know, I talked I talked to Brian to uh, uh about this before the show. You know, now you're the guy that's kind of fought in front of the lights, a bigger lights and 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 crowds than he has, and he's gonna be coming into this for the first time. Uh, how much of the experience do you think of having those rounds behind you is gonna play a factor into this fight? I mean, I think it's super uh, important. I feel like I've been, like you said, I've been the guy. I was the guy who was undefeated on the regional scene, ran through everybody, didn't have a close fight. And also going into the fights that I had, I was like, I'm going to win these fights. There's never a doubt in my mind. Right. When you get to the UFC, it's a little different. You know, like uh, if you look at my resume, like not that this matters, but if you look at my resume, he's not the toughest dude I've ever fought. If you look at his resume without a question, I'm the toughest dude he's ever fought. You know, and that that goes a long way. And it's like, you know, he's never really been met with any resistance. These guys have kind of laid down and, uh, he's kind of had their way and I'm not, I'm not someone that anyone can run over, even in the fights that I've lost, you know, I've had my moments. And so, uh, he doesn't really know who he is as a fighter yet because he's never been met with that adversity. Like, you don't you don't really know who you are until you got to go through the fire a little bit. I don't think he's had to do that. Uh, and so my intention obviously is to just put him in the deep waters, put him through the fire and, and see where he's at at the end of it. We're bouncing around here a little bit. Brian did a little digging around on, on I think, your Wikipedia here. And we want to get some something out of you that you may not be really allowed to talk about here. All right. So, yeah, deep in the uh, depths of the Internet, there was a statement saying that back in the wrestling days, you're running fight clubs out of the wrestling room. So <laughs> I'm over here picturing fight club and all sorts of secret, you know, bloody fights. So give us uh, maybe a nugget out of there, if you don't mind. No names, please. Uh- uh, maybe like uh, maybe one of the craziest oh. things that happened, the craziest injury, or you know, something, <laughs> something, uh, something kind of exciting. Oh yeah, I was I was head matchmaker. Uh, <laughs> no way. <laughs> but I would like, date. like, bro, this guy's talking shit about you. He's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, well, just put he is. So you guys are gonna fight, and they'd be like, we don't want. Well, you're you're the third fight on the of the night, and, and then somehow I would convince them. But uh, yeah, we one dollar mouthpieces from Dick Sporting, and then twenty. 20- <laughs> and we, we were all there and uh you know i was a captain on the team so i had i would like host recruits and we would make like the recruits box each other that was always a good time 
uh, I don't know how many we got to sign or didn't sign because of that, but it was very entertaining for the upperclassmen. Uh, I had some buddies that were on the football team. We would get the football players to come, and, and we oh would. Oh my god! And yeah, man, we had mixed rules matches. It was it was legit. Had walkout songs. It was. Jeez. Uh, I mean, it was probably Bellator level promotion, if we're being honest here. That's that's amazing. I didn't know this until he was digging around on on uh, Wikipedia. Uh, I expected it to be maybe downplay, like ah, oh, you know, we were just messing around. But that sounds pretty cool. Uh, another, I'm, I'm helping Brian out. Oh, out oh, yeah, you're cutting out a little bit on us. I don't know if you're in and out of your Wi-Fi or what's going on, but um, my so, back. Can you hear me good now? Yeah, yeah. you're good. Hey, so uh. This was an interesting question that Brian came up with. Um, that has to do with uh, the in the fight, what 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 you can hear, what you can't hear, because he watched. Well, you watched all the fights well, today. I did, oh, so okay, so I did. I went back and watched your last six fights, allegedly during my workday, allegedly, <laughs> but I, I did rewatch all of them. And this is something I've I've thought of before, and I'm sure the casual fan has wondered this, especially in the Apex. So when you're right in front of the commentators, it's going to be like a three part question. So bear with me. So. Number one, do you hear the commentators, which I assume you do when you're, you know, two, three feet away. So that's number one. Number two, does it affect you at all, bother you, annoy you when they're, especially if they're coaching you or coaching your opponent? And then the third part would be when you're watching a fight back, just listening to the commentators, period. Does that sometimes, can you separate that and, you know, keep it from being personal or does it kind of bother you? Like, so huge question. So I'll let you kind of uh, chip away at that if, if you will. Yeah. So the first part, I, I can hear the commentators. Um, if I'm by them, you know, not, but, yeah. but the second part, it doesn't really bother me. Cause I, as soon as I start to like catch myself hearing the commentators, I'm like kind of cutting that off and trying to find my coach's voice. So I, I don't really like, it's like, a it's like if you're driving, right. And you hear music, but you don't really, you couldn't tell me what the song is. You just have something playing in the background kind of like, so that's kind of how I hear them. When I watch fights back, uh, I don't, it, it might bother me, but it doesn't, I always feel like that they're justified in what they're saying. At least yeah. in my career. I don't know about always, but at least in my career. Like, I, they were pretty harsh on me in the Cedricus fight. Mm-hmm. But I felt like everything they were saying was pretty on point. I felt like it did look like I didn't want to be in there. It did. I did have some some moments that were like, why is he doing – you know what I mean? There were some things. And I actually talked to John Anik after because I think at one point in that fight, they're like, he's going to be mad at us when he hears this. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not mad at you guys at all. I, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, and hopefully next time you'll have better things to say. I think yeah. they're fair. So – Absolutely. So, and I actually, it's funny. I had my question written down and then I, I heard DC say that. I'm like, man, I was going to ask him that. And he you know, said it right <laughs> after. So I'm like, okay, so it's probably an appropriate question. So uh, great answer. Hey, why don't you talk about evolving as a fighter? You know, obviously you talked about, you, you have the wrestling background. Uh, you were training with uh, Scorpion Fighting Systems and now you're out with Factory X. Walk through your, the evolution as a, a fighter. Yeah, so uh, at SFS, you know, it was a good starting gym. I, I learned a lot there, but I very quickly became kind of the big fish in a, in a small pond. And, and uh, my wife, she fought in the UFC, and, and I kind of had seen how her career went. And she had always told me, you know, I'm not going to leave this gym for the chance to be, have more success in fighting. My family's here. There's so many things here that I'm not willing to give up to have more success in fighting. And we both agreed that, like, we were willing to give it up for me to have more success. So... uh then I made my way to Factory X, and I'm a very small fish in a, in a big pond there. But it has been tremendous for my growth and and for, 
you know, I have, I have a lot of big guys. A lot of gyms don't have many big guys, right? Cause it's not, there's not a ton of them out there, but uh, I have a lot of really good 205ers, 85ers in the UFC that I train with. And they're just so happen to also be very good strikers, accomplished strikers. So it kind of complements my wrestling that they're able to come and be like, Hey, here's how you can get better at, at this, or here's, here's how we can improve here. And I feel like it's been huge for one, my confidence, and then also just to, to improve on the feet and, and, Going to a place where you're not the best guy in the room, I, I would encourage everybody to do that, no matter what. If you're a fighter, if you're a businessman, whatever. Like if you're, if you feel like you're maxed out, if you're the best guy in the room, if you're the smartest guy in the room, go to a different room because that's the only way you're gonna grow. And and for me, that's certainly been the case. Awesome. Well, you got anything? <laughs> you're killing it, dude. This is this is a great first episode, Cody, and I I appreciate you for for joining. Yeah, uh, well, real quick, so I, I do know you were just coaching before this, so what, what is your role as a coach there at the gym? I think it's really cool that you are. I mean, obviously, I'm just really like wrestling, of course, but I mean, anything specific, I mean, I was curious. Yeah, what, so what, I, what I coach was. a few guys at, at the gym. Uh, I corner a few few of the fighters that, that are around my weight that are some of my buddies, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm one of their main training partners, so I think that gives me a good vantage point of like, hey, here's what you've been doing well this camp, here's where you've been struggling. But I also coach at a high school down the road, and that's actually where I'm leaving, a, a high school wrestling team, and you know, it's good because fighting is so serious and fighting can, can be so consuming sometimes that it's good to be uh, in a different uh, area and, and kind of just give back with no real pressure, no real expectation. You know, those kids are just like, this guy's awesome. He fights in the UFC. Like, they don't oh, care yeah. if I win or lose. They're just pumped that their coach is, is in the UFC and that I'm giving time to them. And so that's refreshing. You know, they don't have any expectation of like, I should get this or I should get that. They're just happy for my time. And uh, I appreciate that. And I feel like it's good for my mental to, to, to just come in here. And, you know, I, like I said, I grew up wrestling the whole life. So I, I love being a part of, of a wrestling room. Well, that, that's awesome to hear. I actually spent some time coaching youth football back uh, years ago for a few years. So I still keep in touch with a few of those guys. They're all graduated college now. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's so fun and fulfilling. And it's just enjoyable, you know, beyond anything. Yeah, for so sure. It's really, really cool to hear. And then. For you to pop out and take, you know, some time to talk with us is just super cool. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I haven't coached a minute of wrestling since 2010, and I can't tell you how how, how much better bad. the wrestling team's gotten. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful, man. I, you know, I had a guy uh, making the state semifinal 56 and 0 and losing triple overtime, and I felt like the loneliest man on the planet when that because it's such a there's so much that goes into that as you know for these kids. Yeah. Um, Cody, you know, I don't want to take any more time away from you, Bobby Kingsley and, and Millie. How's everybody doing at home? They're good, man. Uh, it's been good camp. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm super lucky, man. My family, my wife's a rock star and, you know, having kids is, is awesome. It's hard, but it's awesome. And when I'm not there, when I'm dedicated in a fight camp, it could be very easy for her to be resentful or upset with me or like, why the hell am I doing this by myself? And she's never that. And uh, like I said, I'm just lucky and uh, I'm blessed. I'm get this win and then enjoy the holidays with them. And, and, you know, one thing I try to do is because I'm gone so much during a fight camp, when I don't have a fight, I try to be present as much as possible. So I'm going to be out for like a month after this fight, just, uh, you know, enjoying holidays with the family and, and, and getting some of that good quality time for sure. Well, Cody, you have a lot to be proud of. You and Bobby both. Especially, I mean, Millie's just an adorable baby, but all the growth with Kingsley, man, you guys, you've already won at life, man, with, with her, period. Appreciate you, brother.
All right, we're going to let you go. Anything else? I think I got your socials up there. What do we do? Uh, Instagram, at Cody underscore Brunage underscore, and then X is at Cody Brunage 185. I'm not sure if there's anything else you want to throw out there. No, I just appreciate you, brother. And uh, like I said, we'll, we'll link up for the next one for sure. Absolutely, dude. All right, well, that's our first episode. And Cody, thank you so much. Yeah, good luck. Have fun out there, man. Good we're going to we're gonna end it with, with Jameis Winston, as we always do. <laughs> You know, one thing my uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared.